Welcome back to the Monolith Filmcast, the film podcast where we discuss news, reviews, and this week, 2020 blues. Because it's the end of the year, folks. Oh no! Pressing start. I guess it, I guess it's not blues. It's whatever the opposite of the blues is. The greens. Hat, the greens. Yeah, 2020 greens. Because I don't think that's the opposite of blue. I think it's reds. Well, I mean, there's three. You could argue that yellow is the opposite of blue. The opposite of blue on the on the secondary color wheel is orange. So that's like a, that's, that's a, just complementary color. Yeah, it's not the opposite. Well, I feel like opposite would be the top down. Anyways, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the right. end of the year. It's the end of the year episode. Everybody, we made it through this hellscape of a year. We still saw some good movies this year. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't all bad. It wasn't a wash. Yeah, it wasn't a wash year for some people. It was, but mm. we're here to talk about our favorites of the year probably throw a quick mention to some of the worst of the year don't want to shit too much on it Mm. and then we're gonna duke it out to figure out what the monolith uh official top 10 is it's gonna get bloody it's gonna get interesting and bloody but before we get into our end of the year list let's talk some news something to look forward to in 2021 park chan wook is back folks director has shot his first movie since 2016's The Handmaiden. Park it. Very cool. Wow. What's it about? It comes out in the fall, and it's a murder mystery romance. So it sounds like the same yeah, thing as Handmaiden. Like Handmaiden. Cool. <laughs> Very excited for that. I will absolutely can't wait to see that at TIFF 2021 when we return. Mm. Woo! Shudder's host is coming to DVD and Blu-ray in February. Cool. It's like, I feel like if I was Shudder, I'd be like, well, if this movie was an hour and a half, we could put it on Blu-ray. But since it's only an hour, we won't. But I guess I'm not Shutter. They should have done like a like a oh here's the Shutter like ten movie right yeah put something that, like that on Blu-ray that'd be cool. Should put it on. Quibi. I'm not gonna buy Host on Blu-ray. It's mostly just cool because I'm like oh good for Host I guess. Yeah. But I don't know who's gonna buy it that hasn't already seen the movie. Yeah. Maybe some people. Some people are physical media nuts. Uh, Steven Soderbergh is developing a philosophical sequel to pandemic thriller Contagion. Could be really cool. Could be so cringy. Just cashing yeah. in. Yeah, could be, just, could be cool though. I just, I just am really worried that this is gonna be a very like, uh, just caricature Trump movie about like, yeah. we need to come together and just. Uh. <laughs> so I mean, I'll watch it, but okay, Steven Soderbergh, I agree, cashing in. <laughs> Soderbergh's been making a lot of movies these past few years. Yeah, iPhone King, him and Sean Baker. The future of DC Films, two Batman stories, six movies per year, split between theaters and HBO Max. Ethan, I didn't read the article, so what is this one about? They're basically saying, we're breaking new ground because we're going to have two Batman movies come out within months of each other that have nothing to do with each other. And they're saying the, the Ben Affleck's still a thing, and Flashpoint's a thing, and Michael Keaton's a thing, but Robert Pattinson's also a thing, and stories like Joker are still a thing. And they're just basically saying, if we make good movies, the audience will understand what's going on. So if we build it, they will come. Exactly. So is it supposed to be like Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson, Batman is one timeline? Yeah. And then is Ben, ben Affleck still the playing the other Batman, though? I think so. I think he might leave, exit the next movie and they'll bring in a... Because you said something mm-hmm. about Kevin Costner. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. <laughs> I didn't know he was returning to this. We talked about this on the podcast. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah, no, he's coming to the Flashpoint Paradox. It'll be like a Spider-Verse. Oh, Everyone's so he'll be playing Spider-verse. His, yeah. his version of Batman? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. that's actually interesting. Okay. Probably hmm. a bunch of Supermen in there. That'll be interesting. If okay. anyone cares. Um, and then the last one that I have is that the Raccoon City show for Netflix, I think, right? Yes. Is, has a wrapped production. I didn't even know it started. Me either. Pretty quick production. Yeah. yeah. That's but, exciting. Mm-hmm, pretty cool. Interested to see what that's going to be. I wonder if it was tense on set to um, film a, a viral zombie movie during a pandemic. <laughs> I know, yeah, that's a good point. Short <laughs> news week. Yeah. Slow news week. kind of sucks. It's really hard to sit on my phone and there's nothing to read. It's Well, I think it makes sense, too, because it's like, okay, we're already getting certain things that we were, well, that I was at least wondering if they were going to be canceled or not, ended up not getting canceled. So it was like, we, still get, we know Oscars are coming because people get in their Oscar screeners. We know Sundance is happening, which we'll be reporting from. Let's talk about some movies we watched this week that aren't 2020 releases. Wait, Isaac, what happened to your one segment where you pick fights with people on film Twitter? Oh, my film... You want to know film Twitter beef? We can get into film Twitter beef today. You have some I, off the top of I, just, I like, I have I, I like that of, segment. I do have off the top of my head film Twitter beef, but it particularly pertains to a movie that we watched and are going to talk about here coming up. Hmm. So... I'll save it for now. All right. But film, I'll bring back, you want me to bring back film Twitter beef? I like that segment. Okay. I think we did it think once. I don't know if we call it a Catchy name for it. 
Uh, tweef. <laughs> that's pleasant perfect that's a segment name fucking tweet time <laughs> all right so what have we what have we missed since we've been gone we had a holiday we had a christmas we had a good christmas how was your christmas ethan that was good jake it was really good good christmas i had a good christmas too it was a good christmas yeah i enjoyed it mm-hmm. we had burrito tacos that we had, were a, fucking we had, a, really we had a midnight meal yeah. latest christmas meal watch I an elf yeah. yeah all right what'd you watch this week ethan i watched batman 89 Great flick. Great flick. Wish they went with a different script, but whatever. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Hate that movie. Christmas Vacation. Love that movie. Batman Returns. Best Christmas movie. And then The Shining, which is my... I figured out that that's my comfort movie. I was, gonna, movie. I was wondering why... Because I was going to say, I thought you just watched that not too long ago. Yeah, like putting that one on. I get what you mean. Like even after I watched it, the whole reason I like really wanted to watch Doctor Sleep was because I was like, I don't want to leave the, yeah. I don't want to leave, yeah, I don't, out. I don't want to leave the Overlook yet. I want to stay there. Did you watch? Oh yeah, you did watch Doctor Sleep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what I watched. What Jake? about you, Jake? I watched It's a Wonderful Life. I really liked that movie. I, I felt like I had a really strong sense of community, and it made it made my heart pretty warm. Uh-huh. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, still my favorite Christmas movie, is really good. I watched Manchester by the Sea. And I really like that movie. Sad fucking movie. Sad fucking movie. Lucas Hedges so is good. phenomenal in this movie. And it's such a good script. And that's that's just something I gotta return to every every couple years to really fucking hit me below the belt. Yeah. I watched Elf. I've been being a fucking brat about this movie. Yeah, you have. But I really like this movie. <laughs> I will watch it every Christmas from good here movie. on out. Especially you gave with it a higher score than me. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah, I gave it an eight. Seven. I was a little drunk. But you know, I'll leave it. It's a good movie. Uh, I watched Soul. Talk about it later. I watched Underwater. Talk about it later. Promising Young Woman. Talk about it later. And never really. Sometimes always. We'll talk about it later. Cool. All right. Let's see. I watched last time. I think we were talking, and we and I had said I was like halfway through Wonder Woman, right? Mm-hmm. So I finished Wonder Woman. What are your thoughts? Uh, it de- it definitely hasn't aged well. I, mm-hmm. I, I, it's the CGI at the end of that movie is pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Even at the time, it was it was bad. yeah. <laughs> and I will say this too. My my hot take for that movie. I'm not going to be too, like, edgy film bro about it or whatever, <laughs> but my hot take for that movie that's not politics is I don't understand the hype of the No Man's Land scene <laughs> at all. Like, everyone's always like, this movie's, like, shitty, but that fucking but No that Man's, Man's Land, Land makes scene. me sob. <laughs> and I just don't, like, even watching it, I'm like, Why? it's cool, I guess. It's okay. I just it's... don't, no, I just can't even, it's, like, so forgettable to me. I can't, I don't know why it's so cool. It's better than anything in the sequel. Maybe Oof. I just, maybe both times I've watched it, I've just, like, blinked and missed it. Or, like, I've been like, oh, wait, what's on my phone? And then I missed the whole No Man's Land scene, because I just can't even think of it. <laughs> Is it really that fast? No, I just mean, like, I don't know what I miss. I don't know mm. what about it, because I can't even, like, even now, it hasn't even been a full week since I watched that movie. I can't even remember. I remember her climbing up, and they're like, Diana, no! And then <laughs> and I remember she punches a bullet. Yeah, I just remember it. the part where she's, like, deflecting bullets off yeah. her bracers. That's cool, I guess. It's yeah, right. it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's just fine. Uh, then we watched It's a Wonderful Night. It's a Wonderful Life, not It's a Wonderful Knife. It's a Wonderful Knife. I wish I had a wonderful Michael knife Myers. so that I could give this kid something to work with. <laughs> something to work with. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Wonderful Life is a perfect Christmas movie. I got a one-up Jake on this one. Okay. This is, this is this is a socialist movie, ladies Absolutely. and gentlemen. Absolutely socialist movie. Frank Capra after this movie came out, was investigated by the HUAC in the fucking FBI, the, the House Un-American Activities Community for having communist ties and because this movie promoted financial in, uh, equality-like measures. That's fucking and, awesome. And, yeah. I'm Who's like, Frank yeah. Kappa? He's the director of It's a Wonderful Life. Mm. And so. it definitely does. Like, a lot of those moments, too, especially, like, in the bank when he's taking his own money out to, like, distribute yeah. it evenly. He's that, distributing the wealth. There's a really, like, even, like... Uh, even Potter's fucking just... Dirt evil. Yeah, exactly. But it's a wonderful life. Great movie. It's a movie. Great socialist Christmas movie. I agree. And we keep, well, and yeah. And then I watched Chicago. What a banger. Cell Block Tango. If you would have been there, you would have done the same thing. Great song. Yeah. Repo the Genetic Opera. Ooh. Okay, so really such a bad movie, and I don't think anyone should watch it, but... Whoa. Uh, it's a lot of, I can see why people, I can see why it's become a cult classic or whatever, but I just will never watch it ever again. Do you think I'd really like it? No. It's like, <laughs> it's like a wonderful life. I think Ethan might, I think out of the three of us. It looks spooky. Yeah, I think out of the three of us, 
But it I seems feel- like spooky as in like they're stealing kidneys or something. I don't like that. It is. The whole thing that's yeah, a, a like repo that. movie where they're like, oh, they're taking back their their organs or whatever. Yeah, and that's right. A, I don't want to watch that. It's a rock opera also. But it's very gothic. But it, I hate the cinematography. I don't it's like scary the- stuff. Yeah. But it's uh, the songs are just really bad. <laughs> nothing that's nothing stuck in your head that's like the There's one like thing one kind of okay song it's like people 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 get up get up get up everybody justify that's, <laughs> that's, that's the whole song i think arguably that's one of the most important parts of a music exactly movie. sounds like a banger of a i song. saw a really funny review that was like it might it's a good idea like hindsight's 2020 i know guys but like it's a good idea that if you want to make a musical you should like get people that can sing which is 100 percent true no one in this movie can fucking sing Yeesh. And then I watched Blood Simple today, which is the Coen's brothers' first, like, well, it's Joel Coen's first movie, but it's like their debut debut movie. It's got young baby Frances McDormand in it. Did Ooh, not know that it was her cool. for a long time. Little baby. Yeah, and she's also married to Joel Coen. I did not know that. Oh, I didn't know that either. Oh, so it's That's nepotism wild. going on here. It's, I, oh, is good that for that. Nepotism? Good for them making movies. <laughs> um <laughs> But pretty cool movie, pretty cool for a direct for like a debut of like some of the bigger directors. Pretty good one. That's what Black Bear is about. Their debut film. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Before we start on our top ten, let's get the neg- <clears throat> let's get the negatives out of the way. All right. I saw the worst movie of the year. What was the worst movie of the year? The Turning. The Turning. The, the probably one of the Brooklyn worst movies Prince I've movie? seen in five years. Yep. <sighs> Holy shit. What was so it, bad about it? It just like. It wasn't a story, and it like it ends three times, but then the ending isn't even an ending. It just kind of just ends. It's like, what's going on here? <laughs> it's a January horror movie, which usually yeah, that's true. Bad, bad month. Pretty bad. The turning one star out of ten. One st- wow, damn. Okay, I didn't give anything that low. Yeah, the bad. lowest I gave this year was a five out of ten. Was that Wonder Same Woman? Here. I have. Four five out of ten. Four or five? Oh, wow. And I have two that are tied for dead last, and I have different reasons. I can't decide which one is worse. Let's hear them. R- worst currently on my list, Hamilton the Musical. Uh, <laughs> See, but that one's, that one's like, uh, that, one's, that one's disputed, because right. di- that's just worse because... Of the politics. Right. Right. So, well, there, that's, that's mainly the reason I can't decide which one is worse, because my next worst movie of the year is Wonder Woman 84. Yeah, that one's actually also bad. a horrible movie. <laughs> Both horrible for their politics. Yeah. <laughs> I would argue that the politics of Wonder Woman eighty four are disgustingly worse. <laughs> but I put Hamilton lower because I don't think anyone's basing their pop their politics off of Wonder Woman. There is an entire generation of little lib shit kids yeah. about to grow up <laughs> being like Alexander Hamilton, and I and Oof. and that's a nightmare. What? How is besides the politics? What would you give Hamilton? Like well, even even okay, even even calling aside, it a right? movie is kind of a stretch because it's not Fair really enough. a movie. Fair enough, right? Even, okay, so politics completely aside, I think the lyrics are okay. It's really hard to. I, I think the cadences and like the structure of it's pretty cool, but mm-hmm. I think people are giving Lin Manuel Miranda. I just I just think people like him. It's an anti Lin Manuel podcast. Also. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> anti LMM. Uh, but like the songs are the songs themselves are okay, and there's a couple that are like that's a that's a decent song, and mm-hmm. then choreography and stage production and stage design and all that very cool, very mm-hmm. cool, and the plot's kind of cool. I think the decision to have like uh, almost an entire POC cast is it's the a least cool. They can de- do. It's a cool decision, <laughs> but I think there's very negative connotations that go along with it, and I mm-hmm. wish that this wasn't the way that that idea was presented because it just. something doesn't sit right about them being like all these slave owners are now played by black men and then like we're never we're not gonna really hardly ever talk about (laughs) slavery and it just feels like a cover for it but i really appreciate it because it's like okay that's cool like you don't really see a a broadway play with only you know poc actors so i was like that was pretty cool uh wonder woman 84 on on the other hand that was just bad. Pretty, pretty pol- politically <laughs> horrible, but also that's a bad movie. Yeah, that's, that's like my second worst movie. movie of the year. Mm, it stinks. It stinks. That, that was, was a bad. stinky one. That's a two and a half hour long movie. Too long. <sighs> I hated the pacing of that movie. I only watched like uh, just a little under an hour of it, and I still felt like it was really dragging on. Yeah, and, and we're not in the minority thinking that. Even like, I follow this guy named Greg Miller. He's a huge DC fanboy. And even he was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Know, we're good. Which yeah. is pretty surprising to <clears throat> me. Yeah, he was hyping it up before yeah. it came out. He, all, like, all Christmas morning, that's he was like, Wonder Woman, here we go. No. And he's like, yeah, it was very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so damn long. The first Wonder so Woman long. is so long already. And I was like, 
okay. And then I found out this one's like two and a half hours, and I was like, are you fucking serious? Like, oh my god. And it was not the. They had uh, Pascal in it though. I like him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was cool. Except that I was just like, he just seemed to me like he was supposed to be way too obvious of like a Trump. character of Trump. That I was like, I get it, you guys, but come on, like mm. who's they, uh, who's Kristen Wiig? Is she? Is she she's Nancy Cheetah. Oh, oh, who is she politically? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, uh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> if anything, no, I she's think the that Wonder Woman. They'd be like, girl power. That's Nancy yeah. Pelosi. Oh, God. Cheetah is the girl who like used to do the press conferences and be like, there are no kids in cages. Uh, Susan, what's her, or the fucking lady who they made one of her smoky eyeshadow on SNL and she cried. Yeah, Yeah, I know. What the hell? Sarah Huckabee. Oh, Sarah Palin. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, yeah. But it was uh, Chris Pine being back in it. Stupid. So stupid. That part was so stupid. I thought to myself, that's such a stupid thing to do, but they have to have a good reason to do it. And the reason is very horrible. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it. Spider Man 2 ripoff. I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, I genuinely don't recommend watching it. It is literally a waste of time. It's too damn Yeah, it's damn really long. long. If it was an, it was an hour, hour and a half. half. Yeah, exactly. If this was an hour <laughs> and a half, it wouldn't have changed my score, but I'd be like, eh, you can watch it. But, like, two it's two fucking... Two is 30 minutes shorter than The Irishman. <laughs> Do not watch it. That's insane. Movie. God, it's way too fucking long. Yeah, Wonder damn. Woman bad. Wonder Woman 84 bad. Uh, that, do you want me to tell you my next two bad ones, or do you, someone else want to give me their worst? What's Jake's first? My worst? Yeah. I didn't watch too many bad movies this year. Okay. Let's hear yours then. Uh, my worst one was Hubie Halloween. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. That's I don't, a little, I don't little have, mean, but yeah. I just, I, <laughs> That's I don't have up, like Jake. aggressively <laughs> bad feelings about it. It just happened to be my lowest scoring Jake's movie. Like, out of it's five. my worst movie, but it's also my 11th best movie of the year. <laughs> what Fuck number off. is it on your list? 16. <laughs> yeah, you were way off, Isaac. <laughs> Wonder Woman's my 48th movie of the year. Wonder Woman's my 34th. Um, my next two are both. My my next one is Wolf of Snow Hollow. We we talked Except, a lot of shit last time, yeah. so I don't want to hash it out again. And then my next worst one is Trial of the Chicago Seven. The only reason that one's not as low as Hamilton is because they both have like similarly bad politics. All of these movies have bad politics. That's my that's my that's the shittiest parts of the year so far. Um, but Trial of the Chicago Seven at least has some stuff that I think is positive about it it's like still sacha baron cohen yes he's good in it he is he is he's one of, he's like probably him. the best part about it so those are my worst four of the year yeah tenets basically i'm pretty much the same tenets my third worst of the year you're a third worst hubie halloween's better than tenet i i would actually i did put tenet above hubie halloween but those are all pretty close some of my more disappointing ones i had in the bottom of my list was color out of space that's not too far from my end of the bottom of my list. Yeah, I was going to watch that, but then I was like, there's no chance it's going to be in the top ten. Everyone hates that movie. Oh, man, what a disappointment. I still think you should watch it. Cause oh, I'm going to. I'm going to love it. Yeah, you, there, you really might love it, but I just did not like that movie. But, yeah. All right. So should we start individually then? We'll do our, we'll, we, we, we will now introduce our top 15 of the year. Jake, you want to start? I thought we were doing top ten. You can do top ten. I'm going to do top 10. <laughs> I'm going to do 15 because there's a couple I, I don't want to miss out on. Because if I do top 15, then Tenet's in it, and I don't want Tenet in it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Top 10. Number 10, The Platform. Okay. Number 9, Underwater. Okay. Oh, yeah. Number 8, Never Rarely, Sometimes, Always. Okay. Hmm. Number 7, I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Mm, interesting, okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to be a little divisive. Uh, number 6, Soul. Soul. Oh, good movie. I really like that movie. Yeah. I really, really, really like that movie. Uh, number five, Nomadland. Okay. Number four, Promising Young Woman. Okay. Number four, all right. Number three, Sound of Metal. Hell yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Number two. A minority here, Isaac. I know, I know. Number two, Minari. All right. Number one. Best movie of the year. Best fucking movie of this year. Oh, I knew it. I fucking called it, Jake. Palm Springs, I baby. I fucking love that movie. Fair it was enough. my favorite movie of the year. That's a, I had a really great time watching it. I think that, yeah, I was going to say, I think that's a that's a bold choice, but I, I, I agree. I think it's like you, you got to own that shit. Can't well, be. My, heart is, my heart's on my sleeve. Right? I love that what movie. Also might have had something to do just with the environment I watched it in just one day. 
I sat down on the couch. Everybody else was gone. I had a big old tall boy Sapporo in the fridge. I sat down, started drinking it, turned on Palm Spring. Had a great fucking night. I had a great night that night watching Tall boy for the tall boy. Tall, tall boy, boy for the tall boy. Yeah, Cooper was, yeah. I was stroking Cooper with my left hand. Yeah, you were. I, I was petting I, I Cooper use, with my left hand. I use a different adjective. I was petting Cooper with my left hand. <laughs> sipping Sip. in my left, sipping in my right. Black cat in my left hand and a I was tall petting. boy in my right. I was petting Cooper with my left hand and I was sipping Sapporo on, with my right hand. Right. And I was watching the Palm Springs along. It was full. a good time. I had my hands full. All right. Great time. Let's. Can I dive straight into the first controversy of the episode? I want you to come after me, Isaac. All right. I'm not coming after you for anything, but I am going to dive I'm straight ready. in. I'm going to dive straight in and say this, folks. Sound of Metal is not on my list. Not because I don't think it deserves to be in my top 10, 15, blah, 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 whatever. But because I fundamentally arranged my list differently, regardless, regardless of whether you agree with me or not. I don't organize my list that way. And I don't have Sound of Metal on my list because I watched last it last time. year. Yeah. So, sorry. To be fair, I don't have any kind of feelings about it specifically being on my list. It's just that I didn't get to put it on my year, my last year's right, list, so right. I just wanted to put it on now because I really like that movie. Right. So, Isaac, what if you didn't go to TIFF last year? <laughs> if I didn't go to TIFF last year? Yeah, I'm not finished. Oh. What if you didn't go to TIFF <laughs> last year, uh-huh. and then in February you got to see Portrait of a Lady on Fire? Right. We'd be talking about that right now. Did uh yeah, makes no sense. Is portrait of That's lady the end on of fire my point. on your list? Not for this year. It came out last year, but it didn't come out here until 2021. So we wouldn't have seen it until 2021. Okay, well you lost me. So why are you mad at me if you did the same thing I did? No, I'm saying like <laughs> portrait of lady fire. When you're just saying when you watch the movies, when you right. put it down. If you if you hadn't seen it at TIFF, that would be on your this year list. If, if it came out wide release. So the other thing that I would do, though, is like, let's okay. say, for example, like, if Promising Young Woman's a great example. If Promising Young Woman had COVID, COVID be gone, right? Okay. If Promising Young Woman came out only on Christmas Day, but it came out wide release Christmas Day, but I didn't see it until the second week of January, I would not put that on my 2021 list. Right, because it came out in 2020. 2020, a wide release where I could have seen it. Right. Portrait of Lady on Fire came out wide release this year. But I, but I hit 2020. But I'm saying if, if, if you hadn't gone to TIFF and you saw Portrait Laid on Fire this year, you would be putting it on this list. I would, yes. I'm just highlighting how fucky this is. All right. right. Now, right. We can, now we can move on. Okay. But, well, okay. <laughs> then my counterpoint to that is, is Sound of Metal on your list, list this year? Yes. Is Portrait of a Lady on your list this year? No. Why? Because, because Portrait Laid on Fire. The, I go by Oscar standard time. We've talked about this. I go by when, when was it... It has to play in a theater for a week in 2020 in LA. Okay, okay. so so you uh, so that's the other thing I also don't do. If it was like if it was not a festival but publicly available, usually it's Christmas Day, New York, LA. If I didn't have the means to see that at my local Salt Lake City theater, then I don't count that either. So okay, it's for for me. It's more so just about <clears throat> I'm in the right place at the right time. If you saw it on. early, yeah. If okay. I yeah, and I and I understand why you why I wouldn't do that. And then the other the other argument I have too. I kind of told Jake this earlier, is like, let's say, for example, 10 years from now, right, all your letterbox top 10 lists got deleted, and they're like, you need to hurry and remake your top 10 lists, right? (laughs) If I went to go make my 2020 list, Mm -hmm. I would only go by the actual release year. Well, and letterbox is fucky with that, though, too. Right, because letterbox goes by when it first premiered at a festival anywhere. Anywhere, yeah. Anywhere, so it's like, so that's why, like, because I do, for example, have... 2019 movies on my list but because they weren't available to me to watch until this year because i didn't see them at a festival last year but yes yes a bit fucky you go you go you go forward but you don't go backward that's where that's because i was assuming that you would okay yeah i only go forward still an interesting way to do it but Whatever you say. But yes. So I, because I just don't, I just don't want people we to be like, man, I also think Sound of Metal's a seven anyways. Exactly. It, yeah. And, and genuinely, I, I think I need to rewatch it because I was really surprised how much love that movie was I, getting. I, I've been rewatching it like in 30 minute chunks over the last little few days. And I think we just saw it in a sea of really fucking good movies. Right. You want me to go next? Do you want to go next? I'll go yeah, next. Yeah. Give me your top 15. Top 15. Coming in hot at number 15. I, I will say this. Only one movie that I give an eight got bumped out of my top 15. Okay. So, number... All eights f- from here. All, all eights and up. Coming in at number 15, Corey Finley's Bad Education, starring Hugh Jackman and 
Allison Janey. I don't give a damn about my reputation. People. Bad education. <laughs> it's really funny. Jake walked in while I was watching this, and he was like, you, you like that movie? And I was like, yeah, I gave it like an eight. And he was like, hmm. And I was like, what? And he's like, isn't that like a comedy movie? And I was like, it's kind of funny, I guess. And he's like, what, what am I thinking? And I was like, I think you're thinking of Cameron Diaz's Bad Teacher. <laughs> I was thinking of that. Yeah. But Bad Education, Corey Finley, uh, his sophomore follow-up to Thoroughbreds, pretty good. Sophomore, I really liked clever. it. I really liked it. Bad That's Education. Stephen got to see this one at Sundance, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think or so. Or Toronto. No, he saw it in Toronto, which I didn't understand. When the hell did he go see this? There was there was two movies that he saw alone. This one and Parasite. Well, I guess with Katie, too. And then he saw that anime movie by himself. Or no, he saw that with Katie also. Yeah. It's it was... pretty sad. Jake, saw, Jake spoiled the entire movie for himself where, when he walked in. He saw the, exa- the last... Lag line, log line for the movie. Yeah, I really like that movie. He really liked that part. Not enough to crack even his top 16. Yeah, I did really like it. Coming in at number 14 is Steve McQueen's fourth entry in the Small Axe series, Alex Weedle. Really good. I think one of the more underrated ones. Uh, but I really liked it. I thought it was super good. I, like I said, I think more people should check out the whole series. Is Lover's Rock above this? Yeah, there's... The only... So... Red, White, and Blue and Mangrove did not make it into my top 15. The other ones did, though? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always, my number 13. Some bad takes today. <laughs> Good movie. Like I said, these are. this is also out of 49. So it's not like these are like eight my... 8 out of 10. Like, yeah. And it's an 8 out of 10. So it's still a really good movie. This one just for me was a little... Um, it's like... It was. It's like sometimes there's movies that are like really sad that I can like connect with that make me sad. Like for example, Manchester by the Sea. I was like, okay, this is like not necessarily relatable, but it made me so sad to where like I cried. This one didn't make me cry, but it just made me feel a little miserable. Yeah, it's so pretty I, miserable. I was just like, God, man, like this is just so fucking sad. Yeah. But it's really good still. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out Planned Parenthood. Shout out Planned Parenthood. Number twelve, Boys State. This Boys is State. the documentary about the fucking kids that go to the political camp pretty scary shit here's here's my thing and not that i'm not that i'm going to dispute this anyway but for my list i did not put any documentaries on there. fair enough yes documentaries is very see my thing is is i think there's an argument to be made for with and without and i think the argument as to taking them off i think people that make documentaries get very upset about that it's they're like, but it's just hard to compare a documentary to a feature movie. Like, well, I liked Boy State a little more than Never Rarely Sometimes <laughs> Always because, because I did. Number 11, the fifth and final entry in the Steve McQueen Small Act series, Education, about systemic racism in the education of the UK. Very good. Uh, it's got an amazing child performance, which is rare. You, it's, it's hard to find good kid actors, I feel like. And when you do, it it's just Ben Wolfhard and no one else. <laughs> it's just Alex Weierstahl and Brooklyn Prince and Jacob Tremblay, and that's it. <laughs> I I did pretty good in Unaccompanied Minors. You weren't in that's that, true. Though, but you weren't in. It. I wasn't in. Nope. I did work on it. <laughs> you did get a paycheck. Well, your mom got a paycheck. No, I did. They did. They brought it out. To they give it to you. Mm-hmm. How much did you make? Like one hundred and twenty bucks. Yeah. Wow. Eight Rich kid. Day for a kid, aunt. Eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> anyways yeah i did, I, I I did pretty good i also got the script for real steel but i was i was too um i was too shy to read it so i never sent it in that that's you, not a joke that one you i to me it's so funny because if you had fucking done that <laughs> and i think if you had had just like that boost of like okay you were gonna do a couple stand-ins eventually you probably would have tried out for some small roles who fucking knows you could be with you could be, right be timothy chalamet right now literally could have been you could have been lucas hedges you could have been lucas could have been <laughs> coming in at number 10 the best of the small act series, Lovers Rock. My favorite of the my favorite of the series. Uh, the least plot in it, but just so much. It's just such a the whole thing Sounds is like climax. Cool it's just climax. They're literally just dancing for forty five minutes. There's like little teeny tiny subplots that pop off every now and then. Some pretty like dramatic ones too. And then it's got such a perfect ending and just oh, very very cool. So much fun makes me one of the movies that made me hate COVID the most this year. Mm. Number nine, Nomad Land. No man's land. Nomad Land, pretty good. I'm. It's a little dry for me. It's a really sad it's fucking really dry. movie, and it's a little too dry. For, see, I, I this. I'm starting off in a bad like when she's possession. pooping in a bucket. Yeah, I don't like when she's pooping in a bucket. But it sounds like I'm starting off a position of like critique. But I'm more so just like, I know that a lot. This is probably a lot of people's number ones, not us necessarily, but a lot of people. Right. Uh, really good. Definitely check it out when you get the chance. But. 
And it's my number nine. It's in my top ten. It's in the top ten. Moving on from there, Time. Documentary on Amazon Prime about uh, this... It's, like, about this wife who's, like, documenting basically her and her kids and her husband is, like, in prison and it's, like, about her trying to get him his appeal and it's super fucking sad. It's ve- it's the most poetic and beautiful mu- movie I saw this year. And, and it's, it's a documentary. Yeah, and That's it's, like, a cool. black and white poetic documentary. Wow. Very cool. When did you watch this? Is that recently? Uh, like, a month or two ago. A month yeah. or two ago. Really good, though. Uh, I'd highly recommend it. Coming in at number seven, Soul. Soul. New this movie Disney is fucking Pixar. good. Very good. Soul's, like... Soul be like number seven. I made seven. the joke first. <laughs> I I love I liked it a lot. I thought it was so sweet. Best Pixar it's movie. Really sweet. Best Pixar Ever. movie since I hate Pixar. Since Coco. Yeah, Coco's, Coco's, really Coco's the last good Pixar. That movie. was the last movie I cried three times. I too, so. think it's my fourth favorite Pixar movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Soul. Yeah. What are the What are the other three? Coco. I think re- currently on my re now okay this list is pending my rewatches my okay. own I've only given one on a rewatch Pixar movie above an eight okay and it's Toy Story okay. I give Fair it enough. a nine Toy Story good Classic. first one first one okay uh, second favorite Pixar movie is Monsters Inc that's a good movie classic third favorite Wally yeah Wally's good it's a good one number four Soul. And then probably Ratatouille. <laughs> Soul's really Damn. good. Coco not even top in the top five. Maybe huh? actually, I think Coco is my number five. I but think, I need to rewatch Coco in Spanish. I think um, Coco and Soul are the only ones I like. Soul's uh, very funny. It's hilarious. Soul's really funny. Sorry, I'm, I wanted to get that out earlier. That movie is really funny. Yeah, I the, found myself bursting out, at, like actually laughing out loud while I was watching it. I thought night. one of the funniest parts was like the whole Nick's joke. That was pretty. funny. <laughs> and they lose again. That's pretty funny. <laughs> that part's so funny. Coming in hot at number six, Black Bear. Black Bear. Black Bear Diner. This one took me by surprise. I didn't really know what to expect with this movie, uh, and it, it reminds me a lot of some other movies, but it's just such a weird such a weird little movie. It's stressful. You do like this one, right? Mm-hmm. Very, I can't even really talk about this one without spoiling it. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it. I highly recommend it, though. If you like, if you like head-ass stuff. Oh, yeah. It's pretentious. If you, <laughs> if you like, go confusing. into it being like... This would be a straightforward movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and for me, it was like, it's a little pretentious, but I loved it. All right, here we go. Top five. Number five, five Promising Young Woman. Hell yeah. Carrie Mulligan is great in this. Uh, Bo Burnham is good in this as well. Um, Plays himself. Music is perfect. Hilarious great movie. Great music. This is Very the entertaining. Tw- this is the Twitter beef. This is the tweef of the Oh, let's Twitter. hear it. This is the tweef. Uh, the tweef is basically surrounding the ending of this movie, so I don't want to spoil mm. it, mm. but... Um, a lot of takes on about the ending of this movie. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of people... There's, like, the people that are like, well, that's dumb. Like, that was stupid. But there's also a lot of people who, like, are like, fuck this movie. Like Because of the ending? Yeah, like, fuck this movie because, like, this is gaslighting. This is trigger. Especially a lot of people are... I'm seeing a lot of survivors of assault who mm-hmm. are on either side of the spectrum also. Interesting. Who yeah. are like, Polarizing I movie. appreciate how this movie does it. And then there's a lot of people who are like, this is fucking dumb because of things that happen but i will say this movie went from like a seven and an eight and a seven and an eight and then dropped really quick to like a four and i was mm-hmm. like this might be the worst movie of the year and then i was like okay okay it's an eight again it was pretty <laughs> but man it from it almost yeah. lost me at the end there i felt the time. same way actually very interesting ending definitely yeah. didn't see it coming coming in at number four bakurao brazilian movie wacky zany crazy wacky movie angry politics very very sharp political commentary pretty weird mashup a lot of brazilian people think that this is just like a quentin tarantino movie which i i can kind of see it's a quentin tarantino-esque movie a in a good bit. way oh yeah in a good way like huh. tarantino-esque uh in like the second half i guess the first half's a little slow but other than that it's like combination of horror and sci-fi and fucking just it's a crazy movie it's a very crazy movie highly recommend i haven't heard of that movie it's on Criterion channel. I definitely recommend it. <clears throat> Number three, Ken Loach's Sorry We Missed You. A deep... This is like up there with... Is this a documentary? No. No? This is. This one reminds me a lot of Manchester by the Sea, but basically just in the UK and, and not... And this one's a lot more like economically involved. That's what's causing the problems of this movie. Mm. Don't want to give too much away, but very good. Very good. Highly recommend Number two, Minari. Perfect. Well, not perfect, but great. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's the, I feel like Minari is the, for like in general, the pretty obvious like front runner of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My thing is what's hard right now is 
of my top ten, Minari and Nomadland are the only two I can see getting nominated for Best Picture. But we also don't. We have we have no idea how that's gonna work out. Might get, that's true. Might see some crazy shit in there. That's true. I just oh god, I just don't want to see fucking hillbilly LG in there. Oof. That, I will say this too. Did you I watch that one? I didn't. I was just about Me to say uh, to be to be if you're a fucking Hamilton stand, you're like fuck Isaac. All he does is talk shit on Hamilton. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I made a decision this year to not subject myself to movies that I knew were gonna be absolutely miserable. So I didn't watch Sonic. I didn't watch fucking. Artemis Why'd you watch Foul. Hamilton then? Because we had other reasons to watch Hamilton. We have to. Okay. Duke it out with Mayumi, so it's we true. have to watch Hamilton. I'm scared so. to duke that out with Mayumi. <laughs> I, I, I think she's not going to fight too hard if we're all against her. She's like, okay, I know. Well, I'm, I'm pro Hamilton. <laughs> okay, you're pro Hamilton. Yeah, Perfect. I'm with you, She'll have an ally then. She's going to bully me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Minari, though. I think Minari's my pick for best picture. 824. If, yeah. If it wins best picture, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. And my number one film of the year, I'm thinking of ending things. Okay, but what's your number one movie, though? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of ending things was my number one movie of the year because of my nines that I gave, this is the only movie that as soon as it was over, I wanted to immediately rewatch. Did you? Yeah. I can see that. Because, like for example, Minari, Minari versus Sorry We Missed You and Baccarat. Those two movies are both a little more entertaining, I think, than Minari, but Minari's the better made movie. Uh, I think I'm Thinking of Ending Things is a great, greatly made movie, but for me, it has more appeal and rewatch value, and there's so much to pick apart yeah, about it. Yeah, there's a lot of rewatch value. Whereas I think Minari is like just such a gem of like a, okay, that's like a contained story that works super well for what it is. Yeah, Minari is not one I'm like, oh, I can't wait to rewatch yeah, that. Like, oh. I gotta, yeah. I, I, there's so many details I missed out on in Minari. It's great though, it's great though. But for me, I'm thinking of ending things was my favorite one of the year. Kaufman. I can see that. I'm a Kaufman, what can I say? Kaufman. I feel like, uh, especially after we talked about that movie, there's there's just a lot to wrestle with it. Like mm-hmm. even I, after watching it, I was like, I only get six. Right. And then after we talked about it, I was like, it might be an eight. <laughs> and I eventually middled out at like a seven. But there's definitely just, I, I'm definitely interested in rewatching it too, just to yeah. reinterpret things and re examine things. So I see that. Yeah. All right. Ethan, let's hear it. Top 15. <clears throat> I'm thinking of any things as in my bottom 10. Okay, number 15, Palm Springs. Mm. Talked about it pretty good. Sorry. It Jay. wasn't even on yours, <laughs> Isaac. No, it wasn't. Yeah, at least Palm, I had it on mine. Palm Springs was my number. 18. Barely yeah, missed the cut. You're, you're wrong. <laughs> Barely missed the cut. <laughs> Palm Springs was fun. Uh, then Possessor, the Cronenberg uh, Jr. Uh, then The Five Bloods, the Netflix movie that Spike Lee directed about wow. the Vietnam War. Okay. Number 12 was Soul. I thought it was really good. I thought it was a little messy. I really wanted to like, I really wanted to give it a nine, but I was like, there's like 20 different messages this movie is trying to say. But fucking existential movie. Yeah. Uh, then I watched, or then number 11, His House, pretty cool Netflix movie. Oh, yeah. I watched this guy's short film, didn't even know. I watched His House, and I was like, oh, that's cool, who directed this? I'm like, oh, I watched this guy's short film a few nice. years ago. That one was scary. Uh, and then Black Bear, like we said, pretty cool, pretty head-ass, scary stuff. <laughs> Aubrey Plaza's really cool. Bad Education at 9, talked about that, pretty cool, entertaining little movie, bad people. First Cow at 8, I really liked First Cow. It was really slow. Oh, yeah. It's really yeah, patient. It and as a Mormon who grew up watching Joseph Smith movies a lot, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't help but remember that. <laughs> but the second half, when everything turns into like a little bakery show, uh, I really like that. And the, I think the sound in First Cow is really cool. What The sound? Oh, yeah. There's like, they're always like, whenever they're making stuff, it's like, or they're like walking around their little cap and there's just all like, there's just constantly just like little like, I feel like people who live in New York would watch that and be like, oh. I felt like I was in the 1800s. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just funny that you mentioned the sound because I remember one of my biggest problems with it was I was like, there's so many sound design issues. With it. <laughs> like audio-wise. Not like sound like design of like extra noises, but audio just kind of... I also watched with headphones, was I'm sure. Did you... Um, what did you think of the like kind of plot twist, like beginning, end of the movie connection? I liked it. It was sad. Yeah. I just confu- I completely forgot about that until and after. And I remember you saying yeah. something, so I was like watching it. And yeah, that was that's weird that Elias Shawcat's in like the first two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> cool though. That was right. cool. cool. Uh, seven, Sound of Metal. Really like that movie. Woo! Number six, She Dies Tomorrow. It's a very 
take a shot every time Ethan says this Lovecraftian movie. <laughs> uh, a Shutter original? No, it's on Hulu. It's not a Shutter original, but directed by Amy Simons. Do you guys know who Amy Simons is? Name sounds familiar. She is fucking cool. Not only so she directed this and uh, this movie called Sun Don't Shine back in 2012, mm-hmm. but she also starred. She's in Alien Covenant. Okay. She's the mom in Pet Cemetery. She's the main character in Your Next. And there's like a bunch of different actors. Oh, okay. Uh, there's a bunch of different actors and producers who are all like in. They were in this She Dies Tomorrow, and then they're in each other's movies. And then like like one actor in this is directing a movie, and she's in that. There's like a cool little click. Cool. I want to be part of this little She Dies Tomorrow click. Really fucking scary though. Basically, uh, it's about like this girl is like I'm gonna die tomorrow, and then her sister comes over, and then she tells her, and then her sister like slowly like more and more. She's like. I'm going to die tomorrow. And then she oh, goes to someone else's house. I started watching this movie. I don't it's know fucking, why oh. I didn't finish watching it. It sounds scary. cool. It's very, it's really That's cool. the one with uh, Vince Vaughn. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> it, this one was my number one for a second, but then wow. I calmed down. Uh, <laughs> Promising Young Woman, number five. Talk that one to death. Fucking awesome. Uh, number four, Never Rarely Sometimes. Really, really like that. Really sad. It was like, it was weird because First Cow is really slow. Right. It's not entertaining. But Never Rarely Sometimes, something about it. It was really slow, and a lot of it was just them kind of like walking around, and then they're in New York, and then they're in an arcade, just hanging out, not even talking. Somehow it's very entertaining. I really think it's I really liked it. way more modern. I could actually identify with everything happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, I couldn't personally connect with that story, but I was like, but I know, I know girls who probably had to deal with shit like this, mm-hmm. and that just made me sad watching yeah. it. It's and very then the, intimate. Yeah. The one scene is really fucking sad. Yeah. Then I watched Wolf Walkers, which is a cartoon saloon movie. Uh, from what, what I mean? understand, they're Irish Studio Ghibli. They've oh, made a few okay. other movies, animated movies, like th- colors are like a big thing. Like they have a green movie, a blue movie, and this is like an orange, orangish, greenish movie. Very folly. It's about like these, it's about like British, British people and Scottish people, and they're trying to get along together. And it's medieval, and then there's like a fucking forest, and there's wolves out there that turn into humans and back and forth, and they're trying to kill the wolves, but wolves are like, no, you guys are killing us for no reason. It's cool. Very Cillian cool. Murphy. Cillian Murphy. Is he in it? No. But yeah. Sean Bean is in it. Plays a oh. dad. Sean Bean. Doesn't even die. Uh, Minari at number two. Talked about that one a lot. And then shake my head at you guys for not watching Kajillionaire because that's the best movie of the year. Damn. By a margin. I almost Damn. watched it. I, I love Kajillionaire. You and Steven both were like, here, I rented this. It's on my thing. And I was like, all right. And then I, I, got, <laughs> I just had so much shit going on. Definitely watch it. Definitely. Uh, yeah. I I'll watch, watch it, it tomorrow. It's fucking awesome it's really cool is i'm it? kind of obsessed with it and it's very it's aggressively original and aggressively entertaining it's even a little gay for the listeners who like that it was really it's really really funny it's really sad and evan rachel wood like if you wouldn't know she was in it you would not i don't think you could figure it out right. she has she talks like a really deep voice and she's always wearing this Ooh. track jacket and she has super long hair it's all like frizzy yeah it's on your youtube right it still is cool it's really good. So this is going to be hard. You can tell to me. Yeah, we have very different to me, lists. <laughs> I was going to say, to me this year, especially based on our ranked list, you can tell this was a very weird and fragmented year. Because what was your guys' number one movie last year? <laughs> Probably Parasite or uh, Portrait. Yeah, yeah, mine was I can't remember was off Parasite. the top of my head. My, those are my top two as well. So it's like... I just feel like, <laughs> I feel like this year, I'm like, fuck, man, we're all over the place. Every single one of our number ones is so low on each other's list. <laughs> I guess Minari is probably, I think, I think we Minari all have Minari is, at number two, yeah, yeah, so I, that one scores I highest, think we right? can agree that Minari, Minari is the number is the one of the podcast. Of the well, at least we got number one out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Fighting for number one is going to be the easiest way to do it. What other movies were on your list, Jake, besides, since we, since we and Ethan both gave our 15s, what are your 15 through 11? Uh, 15 through 11. Number 15. Tenant. Tenant, yeah. I wish I got at least one more movie on this list so it didn't have to fucking be on there. Uh, Borat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was number 14. Number 14, Borat. Uh, 13. Here, I'll say this. <laughs> Birds Borat of Prey. wasn't a bad movie. No, it, like that's, that's was... the hard thing here yeah. is that I don't even think Tenet is like bad. I have more aggressively mean feelings about it because of the context surrounding it and how disappointed I was by it. But I don't think it's bad. I will say Tenet's not even in my top 20, top, not even my top 30. I oh, did yeah. I did put Hubie Halloween underneath it, which I'm fine. Well, I did too. I did I'm, too. I'm, I'm fine with, yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, Borat, 14. 13, 
Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey was good. I like Birds of Prey. Fine movie. 12, Bill and Ted Face the Music. And 11, Defy Bloods. See, The Five Bloods was one of my... I will say this. The Five Bloods was one of my biggest disappointments of the year. Yeah. Defy, I wanted The Five Bloods to be my number one contender the whole year. Yeah. See, I, I was the same way, but then the more time passed, I was like, eh, it wasn't... I didn't, I didn't dislike it that much. Yeah, I, it's, it's still... It's barely... It's also my number 17, so it's like two spots out of my top 15. Above Palm Springs, that's for sure. It's yeah. one above Palm Springs. Yeah. Fuck that shit. What's the movie that got canceled this year that you think could have cracked your top five? Green Knight. Dune. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Dune. Spiral. Spiral. <laughs> Fuck, man. I hope Spiral's good. You know what? I'm still excited for that movie. I don't think it's going to be like Darren, my... I was just kidding about it being fucking in my top ten, but I, I really am excited to watch that movie. Darren mm. Lynn Bozeman. Bozeman. Mm-hmm. Bo- director Bozeman. Don't. Saw 2, Saw 3, and Saw 4, mm-hmm. who directed Repo the Genetic Opera, mm-hmm. is directing Spiral. What now, does that Saw, say to you? Saw 2, 3, and 4 are the best sequels. I can agree with that. I actually like all those movies. Those that that like that run of the that plot arc of the Saw movies is mm-hmm. by far the best. I never want to watch Saw three again, but I will not argue that oh, that's one of the better. movies I think in Saw the, in three the is the best sequel. I love that. Shit. I don't disagree with you. I just never fucking want to watch that shit again. I that can't. shit is like, there's like all the other Saw movies. I'm like, all right, yeah, I can deal with this fine. I'm even somebody I I consider I like gory movies. You like body horror? Yeah, I do. I'm a body horror fan, and three is too much for me. It's like. If one of those like um, traps were in any of the zombies, I'd be like, man, that's the that's the top that that's the top <laughs> one there. And there's like three or four of them in that movie alone. God. Oh my god! Especially the guy who's stuck in the room and he's got chains in his wrists, in oh, his yeah. hands, yeah. in his chin, in his fucking. But he deserves to know. It's not the point. I hate watching it. It makes me so uncomfortable. It makes me so squeamish. Like, I, I can watch somebody get skinned, but I can't watch that. I'm, That's too much for me. I'm very excited for our Saw episode. I'm very excited for it, too. I'm, I'm really excited to jump back into those movies. It's just, mm-hmm. God, dude, Saw 3. I'm, I'm going to have to... I got to be I got to be feeling I need to take some tums before I, I watch that movie. My thing is is it's I usually watch the Saw movies yearly. Yeah. And I haven't watched them for a few years. It was really fun when we watched them together. Yeah, I really enjoyed watching them together. Those are fun watch together movies. Yeah, I definitely agree. I don't. I don't. Those, I'm, I'm not personally somebody who would probably watch any of the Saw movies alone. Uh, like if you were watching them, I'd be like, yeah, I'd watch. I'd watch those with Isaac. But you wouldn't just turn it on. No, I don't think so. When I was a kid, I would. There was. There would be nights where I would watch Saw one to like go to bed. That's such a big. <laughs> I think that's like one of the biggest distinctions between yours and my childhood. That's well, such a big thing for me. Mostly just because I, we've talked about it before. I have. I didn't watch a horror movie. Until I was in sixth grade. I would watch Saw before bed. I would watch Step Brothers before bed. And I would watch <laughs> Employee of the Month before bed. Those are my go-to-bed. <laughs> I used to fucking love Employee of the Month. But yeah, dude, when I was a kid, I was terrified of horror movies. Yeah. My, I, don't, I don't, wouldn't even consider myself like a horror movie fan until we started hanging out. Yeah. My, my last point with Saw, because I think Ethan wrapped up, is that Almost. Saw is my favorite franchise to watch with someone who's never seen it before. I can see that. It's you it certainly invokes a physical reaction. And Calista has already sure. promised that she will never watch it anymore. None of them? She watched the first one with me in theaters on like the 10th anniversary. Oh, that's cool. Um, I would watch that. Oh wait. Oh shit, yeah, that was when we first started dating cuz that was mm. 2014. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um anyways, so she watched that one with me, and she was like, yeah, I don't want to watch any of those movies. I don't know what to tell you. I'm never watching those. Sorry. That's pretty funny. No. I feel like right, ones enough. I would recommend to people who aren't like fans of body horror is one and two, and that's probably it. Even two has some like Even rough two stuff. Pretty rough, but two, yeah. like I think, has a, a fun enough structure to it where I was like consistently entertained by the other stuff, too. Like the whole... And the plot twists of all of them, I think, are so good. They get crazier and crazier. I think the only one that has a bad plot twist is... Saw or Jigsaw? Oh, Jigsaw. Yeah, that one was really bad. (laughs) I felt especially bad for you because I was like, oh, God, I'm not excited for this movie because I knew it was going to make me squeamish. And then by the end of it, I was like, oh, yeah, that was pretty silly. But I remember you were like, oh, I hated what they did with that. I just was so disappointed because I was like, I can't believe that. Like, for me, it was like it was like watching... I'm sure it was like what people that love Star Wars felt like watching Last Jedi. (laughs) So I was like... (laughs) My boy, what have you done to my boy? <laughs> it's funny to think of that comparison between those two. This Jigsaw is the last Jedi to your Star Wars that is Saw. 
Yeah, exactly. So the here's the official top ten of the Monolith Podcast, the year 2020. There we go. At number ten, The Five Bloods. At number nine, Palm Springs. You squeeze it in there, Jake. <laughs> At number eight, Black Bear. Number seven, Sound of Metal. Woo! Coming out right, right, right outside the top five. I'm thinking of ending things. <laughs> top five, Nomad Land. Number four, Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always. Number three, Pixar's Soul. Number two, Promising Woman. And no surprise, number three is Minari. Number one is Minari. Number one is Minari. <laughs> I'm happy with that list. That's, that's a good list. list. That's, that's a classic looking that's list. A that's list. a classy yeah. list. I'm actually, I, I have zero disputes on that list. Yeah. I must say. I, I, I thought for sure this was going to be... Now, what'll be... I will say this, though. What'll be interesting is once we get... This was just a very strange year. It because was. you present that list to me as a stranger's list, I would be like, sure, all those are good movies. I'd agree with that. If anything, The Five Bloods would be the only one that I'd be like, I don't think that was in my top ten. Yeah. <laughs> but, I'd be, but, I, but I'd be like, I didn't think it was bad to not include it. So it's like, it's just mostly really interesting because we all had a couple of small ones that I was like, oh. Yeah, this is that. a pretty decent little list. I like it. We have I good taste. good. Good taste. What a what a combined. I wonder if we, if we did a true averaging. I wonder how it would have cleared out because I'm like we could we could do that and uh, we can just figure that out off air. And yeah, we'll just something. we'll just yeah figure that off. Because that was the other that was the other way we were gonna do it, right? I feel like next year this will be an easier, more sensical thing. Yeah, that's true. I think. Okay, here's the other thing to consider too. What's the movie that wasn't on mine and Jake's list that we need to make it a Kajillionaire? Yeah. yeah. See if you guys had seen Kajillionaire, I bet I bet anything that would have cropped. Crack your guys' top five. At least top ten. Strong words. I do want to watch I'm it. I'm going to probably watch Sounds it tomorrow. Cool. I think that my biggest one for you both to watch is... I think for you, it's uh, Baku Rao. Because I think you'll like that movie more. Baku Rao. I also really want to watch Lover's Rock as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah Lover's Rock's good. And then I think for you, it's... Oh, and another round. Sorry, we got to watch that too. one, too. Yeah, oh, and another round. That That's true. So yep. we, here's the other thing too. Is this was a pretty incomplete list because no, for Nomadland, I didn't see that. Yeah, for as few like that's that's another good example of like Nomadland. I only put on my list because I was able to get an online virtual film festival pass. Right. To go Most see listeners it. haven't seen haven't Nomadland. Seen <laughs> yeah, but they will though come Oscar season. I'm sure. Right. But for you, it's sorry we missed you. For you, it's Baccarat. For me, how many movies did you guys watch in total this year? That's can we end it on that? We can end it on that. Sixteen. Jake's like, I, no, 16. not not releases this year. Total. Oh, he's like, oh, 17. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, I watched The Shining, too. Fuck off. Both of you, fuck off. I watched 328 movies. Nice. Almost a movie a day. Yeah, that's pretty good. I watched 269. 269. Jake probably watched at least 100. Never mind, I can see. Can you? Yeah. Uh, 140 reviews. 292 hours. How nice. many diary entries? Can you see that? 144. 144. 144 movies this year. It's Pretty good. That's not bad at all. About half. Half your guys. Yeah, but uh, st- consi- all things considered, 100. I can't imagine you watching 144 movies. Who's your most popular actor? Uh, let's look. Let's do some stats. We're not going to get to do stats on it. I'm not going to do a letterbox stats episode next time. So let's get some stats. I bet. I bet these will be really similar for all of us. Yeah. This is. This it'll, is be, it'll be a lot of Keanu. My number one actor every year is always fucking Samuel L. Jackson yeah. or someone from Harry Potter. My the first movie I watched this year was The Fast and the Furious. <laughs> God, you took a while to watch any movies. It was know. like a whole two months before we yeah, started. I was gonna say that was after the start. <laughs> February first. Oh, okay, just before. And mine's so most watched Keanu Reeves at twelve, Robert England at ten, yeah. and Lawrence at nine. Lawrence Fishburne. Mine's opposite. Mine's Robert England at eleven, Keanu at eight, and Paul Walker at seven. Paul Walker. Mine is Keanu Reeves at seven, Paul Walker at seven, and Vin Diesel at six. <laughs> what about directors, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Tim Burton's second for me, six, and then John Carpenter. My second, and Steve Mike McQueen Clinton. and Steven Soderbergh. I've got Nolan at seven, Raimi at five, and Scorsese at five. My first movie of the year was The Farewell. The Farewell. I think that was mine too. Last movie of the year is always big pressure. Because last year I think I got stuck with something shitty. And I was like, (laughs) damn it. Tomorrow, this year would be another round. Oh God, tomorrow's the last day of the year, huh? Mm -hmm. Tomorrow's NYE. NYE, baby. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. My last movie of the year. Oh, never mind. My, my, My last movie. My first movie last year was Blockers. Starring John Cena. <laughs> and my last movie was Rocky Three. That's kind of cool. Rocky Three's cool. My last movie was Never Rarely, Sometimes Always this year. Mine's Us this year. That was my first one. What about Most Watched? I didn't have any rewatches this year. Jesus. 
I watched The Lighthouse four times. Holy, Holy shit. shit. I watched Uncut Gems three times. Well, okay. Shining three I, times. I didn't, I, I rewatched things this year, but I didn't watch the same thing more than once this year. Because mm-hmm. 34% of my movies this year were rewatches. But gotcha. Not, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. My most watched was Haunting of Hill House, actually. Uh, twice. Really? What was your most popular review? Donnie Darko. Mine was I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Mine was also Donnie Darko. My most liked list at one like was the <laughs> Monolith Filmcast Summer Watch List. <laughs> Who liked it? Me? It's probably you. <laughs> my most liked list is my oh. 2021 cult movie challenge. No, it was Claire. Thanks, Claire. Thanks, Claire. Thanks, Wait, who's Claire? Claire? I don't know. Just somebody who follows me on Letterboxd. The worst movie I saw this year was Jaws the Revenge. That was the, the lowest oh average. God. Oof. Makes sense. That was the worst. <laughs> my I lowest th- movie of the year was fucking Sniper Special Ops. Yep, I got the same one. <laughs> lowest average God, Sniper Special Ops. What about your most, most obscure? Was also Sniper Special Ops. Really? Mine what was about- this YouTube video I watched. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty obscure. Mine, mine was Nat Bates for Mayor, a means TV documentary. That's pretty cool. That's Do you guys funny. remember some movies you watched this year that were like highlights for you but weren't 2020 releases but your watch for the first time this year? Oh, like my oh, best yeah. my movies. My favorite first watches of 2020, my list that I made the other yeah, day. Yeah, I'd like to hear some. <laughs> best movies I saw this year, The Fly, Donkey mm. Skin, Under the Skin, Dracula. Only Lovers Left Alive. Mm. There's there's about 34 nines in here, but those are the, those are the cream of the crop for me. Where's Possession for you? Just I give that a nine. It's in the it's on the list. Mm. My best. I gave quite a few tens this year, actually. My best movie of the year, Moulin Rouge. Woo. Yeah, but that was a rewatch. Oh, first watch. First watch. Mm-hmm. First watch. You're right. Um, I think I would probably say Apocalypse Now and Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> what a pair. Those are my top two first watches of the year. It's a good top two. I haven't scanned through all of them, but just some of them off the top of my head that I really liked were Dawn of the Dead. I I really love that movie. Yeah, great movie. Um, Some of the highlights of the podcast. That was your the Lord of the Rings was your first watch, right? You hadn't seen those before. Yeah, I hadn't seen those before. Those are on there too. Uh, Possession, American Werewolf in London. Oh yeah, American Werewolf in London actually probably tops the list. I oh, I yeah. really love that movie. Taste. I gave it a ten, I think. Love that movie. Love that movie. Let's recommend movies that aren't actually out that people should be on the lookout for, like All Promising right. Young Woman. Yeah, be on the lookout for that next year. Nomadland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Minari, yep, obviously, be on the lookout for that. Those are the three, I would say. Everything else, yeah, is everything else available. is rentable. Yeah, watch yeah, them. watch them. Watch them in this lull of January, February, where there's going to be nothing coming out. Stoked for next year. Be, yeah. It's going to be a good year. And everyone watch Cajillionaire. So, all in all, it was a good year. Happy New Year to everybody. It's going to be new, like January third, I think, when this episode comes out. So I hope you had a good Happy New Year. There's a lot of exciting stuff coming up for Monolith Podcast in 2021, which let's, we can't get into just yet. But trust us, there's some big changes big. coming. Let's just say, keep an eye on the billboards, folks, while you're driving. <laughs> the billboards. <laughs> that would be fucking badass. That would be <laughs> badass. Get one on okay. 201. All right, all right, folks. If you're listening to this, I want you to do the research for me and tell me where I can get the cheapest... Even if it's out in the middle of fucking nowhere, I don't really give a shit. I want you Twilla. to tell me where I can find a, a good deal on a on a billboard. Good deal on a billboard. DM billboard. me. Good deal on a billboard. Um, before we wrap up, I just thought it'd be good to reflect a little bit. We started the podcast this year. Yeah, we did. And it's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking about it for a long time, but we did it. We finally did it. And it makes me happy. Halfway through. Well, not quite halfway through season two. Yeah, but... That's that's a positive thing for me. Ran for ran for two seasons before it was over. Yeah, before it crashed <laughs> and burned. So all in all, good year, good list. If you need a, if you if you have a hard time picking a movies to watch, reach out to me and I'll make you a custom letterbox challenge list. There we go. I made twice two already today. Not today, but this last <laughs> today couple weeks. alone. Make one for me. Huh? Make another one for me. You, you will you watch it? I've made you have a list already. I know, and it's watched. done. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Two months ago, you commented seventeen down. So I That's know it's br- not done. Seventeen of what? Of fifty-two. <laughs> no. Go count. I'll fucking count. God, I'm right trying now. to wrap this up. <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> so, thank you for joining us this time. Bastard. I'm Isaac. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram or my brand new PSN account, Isaac Ramen. Woo! Can you make a new one? Well, not my Did brand you rename new one. It? I renamed it. Wrapped in plastic was taken. Isaac Ramen, Isaac Instagram, Twitter, PlayStation Network. Ethan. Dead Man's Bones. My name's Jake. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore moonscented. Same at name on Instagram. 
Letterbox is at Vivuta, V-I-V-U-T-A. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram or Twitter at MonolithPod. Leave us a review on your favorite podcast app if you could, and please like, rate, and review. Music is by Cassette Drift. Next week, we are going to be talking about cyberpunk. We promise. We promise we we might. (laughs) We'll see. Pending another change, we're doing cyberpunk next week. Who knows? Blade Runner, Matrix, Total Recall. Those are the recommendations. They were them last time. Watch them again. That's what we'll be doing next time. So if you want to join us. And play cyberpunk if you have an Xbox. Yeah, and we will talk cyberpunk (laughs) the game a bit. So if you have it, play it. We'll talk about it for a minute. (laughs) A few minutes. So if you want to join us, that's what we're going to be talking about. Thank you for joining us this time. We'll see you next year. You're breathtaking.